Hi, I'm Kimberly Eckert, and I'm having a seat at the table with Wiley Brazier. Come have a seat at the table. You've got a seat at the table. Let's have a seat at the table with Wiley Brazier. All right, everyone, welcome to A Seat at the Table. I am your host, Wiley Brazier V. I have the distinct pleasure of having on my show today the Louisiana Teacher of the Year for 2018, Miss Kimberly Eckert. How are you, Kim? I'm great. I feel like I should do the wave. <laughs> Come on, like, I'll wave with you. Right, woo! <laughs> my closet, yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So welcome to the table, Kim. Uh, let me tell everyone a little bit about Kim. Kimberly Eckert is the 2018 Louisiana Teacher of the Year and is certified in English, special education, and as a reading specialist. She is committed to empowering students to become stronger self-advocates and agents of their own learning by connecting them to personal passions, to their own personal passions. Kimberly has served as a mentor and master teacher through the Teacher and Student Advancement Program, which is the TAP, and as an instructional coach, uh, I'm sorry, as, and as an instructional coach before returning to the classroom to better understand the needs of her students. She has been recognized previously as a West Baton Rouge Parish Middle School Teacher of the Year and a LaCue Regional Middle School Teacher of the Year, West Baton Rouge High School Teacher of the Year, and LaCue Regional High School Teacher of the Year. She was also selected as a Kagan Scholarship winner and served as a Discovery Educator Network star. Kimberly presently serves on the Teacher Effectiveness Committee on the Board of Elementary and Secondary Education is a teacher, Louisiana teacher leader, and is a Louisiana Educator Advocacy Development Fellow through Stanford Children. As Louisiana Teacher of the Year, Kimberly is working hard to elevate the profession and address educational equity throughout the state by engaging in efforts to recruit and maintain incredible teachers throughout the state like herself. Kimberly obtained a Bachelor of Social Work in, and a Master's of Education in Special Education from Northwestern State University. Congratulations on everything that you have accomplished so far, Kim. Again, welcome to the show. I feel like that's all the time we have today. <laughs> Two more times. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. And Kim... You know, it, you're such a great person. All of this couldn't have happened to a better person. I mean, you've been Louisiana Teacher of the Year this year and all of these different awards. And, you know, going through that whole process must have been uh, an adventure, to say the least, I'm sure. Uh, so can you kind of let uh, everyone know, what was the Teacher of the Year process like for you? Well, uh, I think that anybody who's been through the process will tell you it's, it's pretty intense, but it's also a really, um, really powerful tool for like self-reflection. So along the path, because at no point, I think, does any teacher really feel 
like they're doing a great job. And I know, and I tell people this, there are days where I'm not the best teacher, like in my classroom or on the hall. And I think that being able to go through a process where you're forced to look at your teaching practice and really reflect on that and become more conscious of where you're competent, um, it, it makes the road really, really powerful. So no matter what would have happened at the end, I felt stronger and I felt more able to kind of talk about my own practice. That is cool. That is cool. Now, now you've been teacher of the year uh, uh, for a number of different uh, agencies or schools and things of that nature. How was this one different from the others? I mean, what did it feel like, you know, when they announced that you were not just for West Baton Rouge, but you were the Louisiana teacher of the year for 2018? Well, funny you should mention that. Uh, there's like video footage to back up what I'm about to say. So in my head, um, I was just shocked at every turn. I was shocked if I was a semifinalist. I was shocked if I was a finalist. And then um, I had like my own bracket pick. Like I had my favorite picks from the top nine and I was not a part <laughs> of the top of any of that. So there's like the three divisions. There's elementary, there's middle school, there's high school. I had all those picks and I had the state winner pick. And um, I was actually really nervous. I get nervous because I'm just super awkward as a human. And um, I remember I was really nervous because I knew that I would have to be recognized that night as a finalist. And so after they called the finalists on stage, I was like, phew, like the worst is over. Like I got this. So I like went back to my table. I was like clowning around because I just knew it was time to sit back and watch and like cheer on the people who I picked. So um, whenever they got through the three division winners, one of the people that I had, like, well, two of the people that I had picked were not their division winners. And I was like, oh man, they're going to be going head to head for like state. And so I kind of like took a step back and I'm like, oh man, like one of them, you know, isn't going to win. And so whenever they, uh, that's all I was thinking about, like, which one between the two. And so whenever they Kimberly called me, it was complete disbelief because I hadn't even checked myself as a division or anything. And it took me almost two minutes to stand up. <laughs> and I was just like, no, it's not me. And then uh, you could see in the video, like my husband leans over and tells me something. And then um, our associate superintendent, finally like made me get up like she said something in my ear that made me stand and move and walk and it was just the strangest thing and I still like, look back on it in slow motion just whenever you're that um blown over and it's something that unexpected so it was pretty crazy and like I'll never forget that night it was it was insane phenomenal that sounds like it was really amazing sounds yeah like it, was it was really, really cool. amazing um so so since then I know you have been championing championing a few different causes so you know we'll talk about that in just a moment mm -hmm. but what have been some of the perks of being the 2018 louisiana teacher of the year oh my gosh the perks are really good <laughs> so <laughs> um, I, I can't go on without saying like i'm so excited that the work i get to do is really meaningful but the perks are so amazing. So this organization called Dream Teachers, they basically fundraise the entire year to make this really special event for, for all the teachers. And it's really, it's open to any teacher um, to be able to go with a ticket. And so they do such a good job because the whole purpose, it's not just to reward the winner, it's to elevate the profession. And so um, that night, I mean, 
there was a Mercedes Benz that was just like for me for the year. So you do get a Mercedes Benz for the year and there's oh, amazing wow. sponsorships and packages um, that come and it varies each year. Uh, so there was some cash there. Like I got jewelry. Like it, it was like amazing. Like, it was oh, the coolest right. thing ever. Yeah. Like the swag that you get for this is absolutely amazing. It really was for the semifinalists and finalists as well. Um, and then aside from that, there's so many organizations that reach out. Um, there's the presentation at LSU football where you walk out, you know, in the middle and you have that moment where all of Tiger Stadium's cheering on teachers and cheering on the profession, which is amazing. Uh, there's also coming up uh, LSU baseball. There's amazing trips that are meant to kind of train you and help you really serve the country as a state winner. And so some of those trips, um, we got to like tour Google facilities and it was an amazing experience to, to meet the other state representatives. Coming up uh, also is a, a Washington week where we're gonna be able to meet with our uh, congressman and also President Trump, which is absolutely amazing and, and just such a surreal experience to have that opportunity at the White House. There's space camp, there's just like, you, I never in a million years would have thought that this would, would happen to me, but I'm so, so happy and so proud that it happens for teachers. That is phenomenal. So it sounds like your schedule just shot through the roof when all of this happened. <laughs> yeah, it did. And there's like nothing prepares you for that. Like, you know, as a teacher, it's pretty intense, you know, but most intense was, oh, I have 125 essays and I'm still in the classroom. So now I have, to have 125 essays and then there's this event and then I go back and I teach and then there's something tonight and then I wake up the next day and teach. So it's it's really cool. And um, it's going by so very, very fast and probably because like, the schedule's really bad. Most definitely. Um, now, you just mentioned some of the different tours that you took and some of the work that you're doing. Can you tell me about some of the work that you're doing um, in advocating uh, for teachers here in Louisiana and the profession? And, <clears throat> and then I do want to speak about one particular trip that, that I heard you speak about previously. But tell us about some of the experiences so far uh, as Louisiana Teacher of the Year and some of the work that you're doing. Well, I think the very, very cool part about um, Louisiana and the way that it utilizes really the talent of the state teacher of the year, which um, throughout the country it varies, it really, really does. But our state is very good at connecting your strengths and your passions to whatever it is you do and pretty much giving you the resources and, and the platform to pursue that. And so, um, like last year, Joni Smith super passionate about the science standards in addition to so many other initiatives. And she was able to really take flight with that. And Kelly Stump, she was the representative the year before, um, very impassioned with music education. And so for me, um, student voice and student choice is something, it, it just really marked my entire career. And then the other half of that is, is really teacher voice and really shaping teachers. I've always, um, pretty much for my third year, I was able to kind of reach out and help teachers. And I think that stems a lot from my background. Uh, the whole idea of advocacy and making teachers stronger because it makes students stronger, like putting students at the center, what can we do to support teachers? So because of that, I've been involved with uh, the teacher recruitment campaign, which is amazing. And it's something that Louisiana had already been planning for this year and that, that I was able to plug in and lend my voice and my passion to that is great. Um, with that, 
uh, I'm trying to get a, a program called Educators Rising in for the state because that also speaks to our, our recruitment needs. It's really difficult to staff sometimes schools that are in rural areas or, or schools that have populations that are um, kind of dealing with lower socioeconomic issues. And so I know that like homegrown teachers is really important. And so that's um, an initiative that's going to, you know, I'll dedicate the rest of my life to helping that uh, where schools can kind of grow their own talent and teachers go back and teach at their schools. And then aside from that, and part of that is uh, diversifying the profession. We know a large percentage of, of students in public education are students of color, and we know that that's not really reflected in our force. And so being able to um, reach out to minorities younger and encourage them and, and make them see that this is a really prestigious career and we really need to be a part of that that students can see um, more of themselves reflected in our workforce. So all those things kind of go together, and it's all about um, just kind of strengthening what we as, a, as an entire team nationwide can give to our students. All right, so I just heard you speak and do a keynote recently at uh, the Innovation Day, the Mini LeQ. Uh, yeah. sorry for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were phenomenal. It, it was definitely a pleasure to see and to hear. I mean, it was really refreshing. You did a great job. Um, so in that keynote, you mentioned a school visit that you had the opportunity to take part in as a part of being the Louisiana Teacher of the Year. So yeah. can you tell, tell, you know, kind of recap that, tell a little bit about that for uh, for us real quick. Yeah, so um, part of this trip to San Francisco, they split um, our team, so the 56 state teachers of the year. It's also territories in case you're doing the math and you're like, we don't have 56 states. So anyway, um, and there was a team of us that were selected to go visit Salman Khan of Khan Academy, his brick and mortar school. So they actually have a lab school where students attend. I think it, there's just under maybe 200 students there. And it was a really cool experience in the sense that there's no grade, uh, either grade levels or grades given for coursework. And the focus is more on progression. And um, all the students interact. And there's really nothing holding them back from achieving higher and higher levels because of these other things. And I know that the team that I was with were all, um, were all public school teachers in that particular group. Um, public or charter, public charter schools. And so it was very interesting because um, despite the fact that uh, Khan Academy, the mission of it is to deliver like high quality free education worldwide, this particular school is not free. So it has a pretty hefty price tag uh, for a million different reasons. I know that they're just kind of piloting it um, in other places, but they started it there. So these students pay, you know, $30,000 a year um, plus to be able to attend this school. And the innovations that happened there, it was just kind of like, why, why is this not happening in more places? Like, what makes this a $30,000 price tag? And then spent a lot of time since that visit just kind of looking at what we do in classrooms, and we do a lot of that for free. So the ratio, like the maybe one to four ratio, we can't really mirror, but there's nothing stopping us. So in classrooms, in my own classroom, in classrooms around um, the Baton Rouge area and within the state, uh, big like their the genius hour the idea of passion project that's huge at the Khan academy that's huge in my classroom every single week uh the idea they have 30 percent 
of their instruction that's delivered through Chromebooks, and they actually realize that anything more than that is counterproductive. Uh, but obviously, we have those initiatives, too. Uh, we have many, many schools that are one-to-one, -one, and if not, like my school, we can check out things. So many innovative things um, that are geared towards students taking more ownership and more agency over their own learning that help them. So it was eye-opening, and then I went through a period of like, why aren't we doing that for free to we are doing that for free? And I think that that really drives us. I want to deliver a $30,000 education to every single student that comes across to me for free. And uh, I feel yeah, like there's yeah. so many teachers across the state of Louisiana who have the exact same feeling. And I think that just keep asking ourselves that they're getting that for $30,000, we're providing it for free. And I think that it makes me feel like a champion. <laughs> I love it. And you are a champion. You know, I actually had the distinct pleasure of visiting your classroom uh, for a genius hour and sharing with your kids and learning with your kids. You know, it was absolutely phenomenal during that time. Oh, they love them from you. <laughs> I'm like, you know, he's a job guy. He's, he can't come back. <laughs> they love you. Well, I will be back to visit them. Oh, um, I'm, not, I'm not even going to tell them because I can't. Like, <laughs> oh, this way, are we surprised? <laughs> so, so you were talking about the pa your passion of, of helping to grow our Louisiana teachers. And most recently, I saw you help to announce uh, the Be a Teacher. Uh, tell me what that tell is. Well, wow. so this, uh, this whole year, and I mean school year, you know, with teachers, we have school years and calendar years. So this school year, the research started pretty early on where the State Department um, allowed me to be a part of this like massive uh, kind of market research and survey process. And the market in this case is high school students. So high school, juniors and seniors and college, freshmen and sophomores. Okay. Um, because it's understanding the mentality that once they're already in college, the cake's kind of already baked. So we need to start sooner with recruitment. And so in that particular um, survey, we found out so many things about this generation. Um, and it's, it's really cool. And I see it every day in my classroom, but it was with the sensitivity to their talents and their needs. They have a fear of being replaced. They have that really healthy respect for technology, but also see that technology can and often does reduce workforce or eliminate certain positions. And so this particular generation, they don't want to be replaced. They want to have an irreplaceable career. They want to have a greater impact. And we know that that's something that kind of spans the idealism of, of, of youth, but this generation takes it such a step further because they need value in a way that we see with the influx of social media, the way that they find value they're dissatisfied with. And so they really want to dig into a career that um, allows them connection and just sort of an irreplaceable experience and an opportunity to change. So it's like, wow. We could tap into that because that's essentially what the career of a teacher is. And so via Teacher LA, if it's via teacherla.com or if you use the hashtag anytime we share our teacher stories, it's all meant to kind of reach that very, very special demographic um, through social media, through, um, it actually expands way past that. We have um, billboards throughout the state. We have some uh, earned and donated media through different uh, radio channels and, and news stations that are periodically running those commercials. So it's all with the idea, um, and it's kind of around this, this robot, You Learn 2000, where the kids kind of see 
it's, you know, technology definitely works. It's super special, but nothing can replace a powerful teacher. And so all of the taglines and all of the, um, the commercial shorts and the extended commercial really kind of celebrate that idea that it's in conjunction, but nothing replaces that irreplaceable teacher. Great, great. I, I really like that. Um, so then you just described a whole lot and uh, for, for a student who's looking into a career as a teacher who's thinking about, uh, you know, becoming a teacher, uh, what would be a compelling reason that you would give them to uh, be a teacher LA? Well, uh, there's, there's always like two angles I like to talk about the profession in. And one, like unmistakable, the impact and the, the rapid change we see. Like if you want any stake in the future, teaching is the way to get it. Because the, the turnaround is very fast. Within days, you see major change that some people can spend a lifetime trying to find and never do. Um, so that idea to really, really have that hands-on change on and shape the future that we want to see. That's pretty powerful and that's real that's not just talk that's something that we know to be true every single day but then there's this whole other aspect and it's a lot of what i've experienced over the last 10 years that the ways that we continue to grow and cultivate talent um the the command that we need of the like the changing world i don't know how many other careers that exist in and i know as someone who switched careers i was not always a teacher i had a totally different trajectory for my my career but Teaching is what you want it to be. If you are interested in performing arts, oh my gosh, like teach English because every day is a performance. If you're interested in STEM, if you're interested in business, if you're interested in technology, if you're interested in math, if you're interested in policy, honestly, if you're interested in leadership, I, what, what other field is this dynamic that gives you this many opportunities to develop um, and really kind of reinvent what you want? It's not only every single year in the classroom. There's all these different um, ongoing professional development opportunities. So it's like whatever you decide your career will be that day, that year, whatever your plan is, it's constantly changing and it's very, very rich. And I feel like, you know, the very best teachers that we have will say that, that it's fresh every day and no two days are the same. And you are completely in control with the, the level of innovation you'd like your career to have. So it's not just that ability to, you know, reach lives and change lives, your own life changes. And I think that's, that's really amazing. I really like that. I really like that's powerful. That's powerful. And <laughs> there is, there is a, a poem that uh, the listeners need to check out from Taylor Molly, um, talks, which talks about what does a teacher make. So um, I'll just leave that out there. So um, working, how, how many years have you been teaching now? This is my 10th year. 10th year. Yeah. So then what advice would you give to new teachers and teachers within their first few years of teaching? Well, what I always say, I mean, to first year teachers, like I'm, a, I'm the kind of person where like, give it to me straight. So I know I'm not alone. The first year is hard. And a lot of that is the fact that the first year teaching, you're immediately catapulted into a professional um, placement, like a highly professional where the needs are so great and you're being given complete authority and complete autonomy over, you know, anywhere from, you know, 20 lives to 125 or more than that. 
And so that's real. There's no way to learn those skills overnight. And so I try to tell teachers, like, understand it's not you. It's, it's life. There's no other field that literally throws you in. And you have to hit the ground, like, in a future car, not even hit the ground running. Like, you have to hit the ground zooming. And that's the way it is. But every single person share that experience with you. And I think that the bonds that it creates and the ability for you look to the teacher in your left, the teacher to your right, and they're looking at you with total love in their eyes because they know. So get through that year because that's where you, there's no other way to learn the things that you need to learn. There's no school that can teach you that. There's no class you can take. Um, and, I, and I think that's really cool uh, in some ways. And every single teacher that I've worked with, I think that we're able to laugh through their first year because humor, you have to have that and you have to understand and be patient with yourself that it's going to take time. And then teachers that have been in um, the field for a few years, just I, I can't underestimate the power you have to continue the path you're on if you love it and to tweak things about it and always learn and change if there's parts of it that you don't love. That's the beauty of it. Um, you can always add new things. You could always improve yourself. You could always change grades. You can change subjects. Like there are no walls. The only walls are the ones that we build on our own. Um, and I think that's really cool. It's such a fluid career. So just, you know, change the parts, keep learning, keep growing, keep building and have fun. If you're not having fun, like fix a piece of it. Um, and you will. I really enjoy the information that you're giving. I love that advice. You know, it's probably not that you didn't know. <laughs> yes, but but you know, everyone gives their thoughts and recommendations mm -hmm. and feedback, and it's just like we're all unique individuals. The the advice that we give is very unique. You know, even if we're saying a similar message, the way that it's put mm -hmm. is is in a different manner. So I just I just love that. Um, so we've talked about some of your passion. We're talking about uh, the 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 accomplishments. We've talked about some of your uh, some of the perks of being Louisiana Teacher of the Year and all of those things. So at you've given recommendations and, and advice for brand new teachers in the first years of teaching. Um, at this time, I want to try to shift a little bit to allow everyone to get to know you a little bit more personally as well. Okay. Okay. So, um, first question is, if you could wake up tomorrow having gained one quality or ability, what would it be? Well, um, let's see. I would really like to play the guitar. Um, <laughs> it's funny, like, Genius hour, I talk about that a lot. Like genius hour is my genius hour. I'm always trying to learn new stuff and I'm really bad at so many different things. Uh, and the one thing that I like, I keep trying, because usually I like to try to learn something and then I'm like, mm, I'll mess it up so bad I never touch it again. But guitar, I'm so bad at it, but I want so desperately like to be like a rock star in my living room. Uh, so that would be really cool. Like learn how to play the guitar beyond like Ode to Joy. <laughs> that would be really cool. <laughs> All right, cool. You want to be a rock star. There you yeah, go. Yeah, it's in my living room. There <laughs> you go. Um, so then if you could take a one month trip anywhere in the world and money were not an object, where would you go and what would you do? Okay, so... Um, I've been thinking about this forever. I'm a long-term planner. So I have one that's 
more realistic and one that's like impossible because I'm very lazy. So <laughs> let's hear them. Put that disclaimer. Um, I'm like such an adventurous spirit and like I love the earth. Like I just love this thing that we live on. Like I love it. So I have this one that I'm like planning. I would love to like visit like all through Morocco, like on a camel, like Sahara Desert wow. and like tents and like nomadic like and like Marrakesh rugs and like I don't know. So I just really want that experience. I'm into like really extreme kind of travel and trips where you uh just kind of take off the, the beaten path. So that's that's something I've actually been planning in a while. Right now I just need like a a sucker to be my travel companion so that I can be there. And then I have another goal. I just if money wasn't an object and I had like the will to train one day Mount Everest. Like I would love oh wow uh, to climb Everest, but I also know like I have a healthy, very very like huge respect for the people that do. Because that's not something you just go do. Uh, but that would be really really amazing um, to kind of do this extreme triumph of the me and nature and like you might die which that's not like appealing <laughs> i don't want to die but everybody has to die and it seems pretty cool if you're like yeah everest was me <laughs> and oh, and your yeah. flag would be planted there oh yeah and, and because i can't remove your body either because like it's just way too hard <laughs> like it's hard enough to just get up there much less go down with a body uh, so that would be like you know a forever resting place that wouldn't be wouldn't be a bad way to go <laughs> <laughs> Pushing it to the limits. Yeah, and freezing to death with very little oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so it sounds like you've actually led us right into the next question. You know, mm -hmm. you've accomplished a lot. I know. Sounds like Everest is one of your future goals. Um, and so, so you've accomplished a lot already. And, you know, what's next for Mrs. Eckert? You know, what are some of your future goals? Well, it's it's funny. Those trips are obviously, you know, future goals are pretty far off. But um, I'm I already at all times. I'm already plotting goals. Like I'm already plotting Everest. I'm already plotting Morocco. Um, and so future, it's like all one. So right now, like I love the work we do, and I'm I'm very serious about um driving up the prestige of the profession that some more people want to do this work with me. I need more people to play with. Like I need more coworkers. Like I just want people like that are super passionate and really helping kids. So that is such a fun experience that I'm having right now, like reaching out of the walls of my classroom and really um, inspiring more people to work with me to become teachers. So with um, this project that I'm starting with kind of this interest with educators rising and, and getting it involved with my district and hopefully my piloting some of those aspects here so that we can spread this work throughout the state that is amazing to me and it's something that I know every state struggles and you know this is my home and I'm from a very rural area so it's just that's what fires me everything I do I'm passionate about because all of my passions I'm always pursuing and so uh yeah that's that's the most um immediate and ever-present goal and it's just that's what makes work not feel like work whenever you're that committed and you feel that invested with like the passions of your life. Definitely. Definitely. Um, so thank you for that. Okay. Any last thoughts before we go? No, this is super fun. Like if you told me a year ago, somebody would like want to hear me rant 
or like go on and on on a podcast, uh, I wouldn't have believed that either. So just thank you so much. This is really fun. Definitely. You know, like you, I'm all about trying to amplify uh, teacher voice and educator voice and just expose everyone to more. Um, so that we can kind of learn. We all, every day is for learning. You know, we have to all continue to grow. Um, and so uh, before we go, can you either, I always try to have, you know, get a quick little laugh in. We've had some fun during the show. Um, and so this is a seat at the table. And what do you do at the table? We tell stories, right? Okay, we tell jokes and we tell stories. And so before we go, can you either tell us a joke or give us, uh, a quick little story, you know, it can be, you know, from your experience as an educator or not, whatever you feel, okay. uh, whatever you feel most comfortable with. It's so funny. So I'm, I'm Louisiana, like Bayou Cajun. So I know no clean jokes. Like that's it's just <laughs> part of my heritage. Like it just is. But I do have a funny story and I think it kind of goes along with, um, with everything that I believe in and everything about this table. Okay. Like the things, the, the extremes that teachers will go through for their students. So before I was an English teacher, I was a special education teacher. And I still, like, that's how I live. It's the truth of my life. And so there's this one particular kid. And uh, he had a lot of behavior issues in previous years. And so the idea that, like, I'm, I'm going to do whatever it takes to, like, you know, hang with this kid, reach this kid. So do you know that uh, between the two of us, this particular kid, I found out that he was really into, like, um, Lord of the Rings and like Hobbit and so am I <laughs> uh, the incentive for him we freaking learned to make elvish runes like the language of elves so there was this one point where my classroom under every desk was um, elvish inscriptions so whatever school might possibly have the desk from Port Island Middle from that year you need to check under the desk because there's gum and there's probably like Elvish writing. <laughs> it's really, really funny. Um, and the kid, he graduated last year and he still like talks about it. He has tattoos of like the Elvish runes. So I just, wow. I mean, that, that's funny to me because, uh, yeah, I'm like semi fluent in like our made up Elvish language. So I think it's pretty cool. And I think uh, I'm kind of the boss. That, that, that is cool. You know, that just further illustrates the 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 connection and the impact that teachers have on students you know i mean i just think that's phenomenal that that was a great story Um, (laughs) then how can people connect with you well uh, this is when, like whenever I was younger, I never knew my own phone number because I never call myself. So I'm gonna look up <laughs> how to connect with me. So, Are you online? Website? I am online. So on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, it's all the same handle. Yeah, okay, handle. There you go. It's so funny. Before um, State Teacher of the Year, I made a pact with a lot of my students to like get away from social media. And now I'm like all in again. So it's crazy. All right. So uh, the handle for all three of those is 2018 LA Toy. The 2018 Toy. And that stays. It's a a huge thing, apparently. You are always your year teacher of the year. So you're all, I'm always 2018 teacher of the year. Um, And so that handle's never going to change because all of the the work will always fall under that title. Cool. Um, Also, email. uh, It's 
people even do that outside of like work, but that would be Kimberly.Eckert at WBRSchools.net. Uh, but certainly the easier and more hip and fun way would be through social media. So Kim, I definitely appreciate your time today. Um, thank you for joining me and sharing your time, your talents and your treasure with me and the world. Uh, to everyone tuning in, thank you for sharing your time. And like a home-cooked meal, I hope this show has nourished your body and mind. So until next time, with me, you will always have a seat at the table. Thank you again, Kim. Thank you so much, Wiley. It was so much fun.